Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Scenes Consumer Product Marketing brought to you by Sharebird. I'm your host, Meredith Davis, and today we're going to get a behind the scenes look at how product marketers at Handshake are helping the company move from being a transactional job search platform to a relationship platform. To do this, I'm here with Katie Levinson, head of product marketing at Handshake, who will share how important it is to infuse emotional benefits in order to move beyond just the functional benefits of your product. Handshake, which recently announced their 80 million Series E funding, is the largest career network, helping millions of students from all backgrounds get hired and launch their careers with no connections, experience, or luck required. Handshake, the Handshake community includes 18 million students and young alumni from 1,200 educational institutions, including four-year colleges, community colleges, and boot camps including 250 plus minority serving institutions. Its platform connects up and coming talent across all 50 states with over 550,000 employers recruiting on Handshake. From every Fortune 500 company to thousands of small businesses, nonprofits, startups, and more. Today, we're going to get a behind the scenes look at Handshake's recent fall back to school campaign called Open Doors. They went beyond just the functional benefits of Handshake and landed on a much higher level emotional element. While this emotional element can add a richness and greater depth to customer experiences, the challenge is being able to really identify that emotional need of the customers, and that comes down to qual and quant insights. And this is really what we're going to dive in today. So Katie, it is so great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. So I absolutely love what Handshake is doing. I think it's so, so, so important because I remember how much anxiety I had when looking for my first job right out of college. What is your coming out of college story with getting your first job? You know, it's funny. We say a handshake, no network or luck required. I had no network, but I feel like I must have just had some luck. Yeah. Uh, I ended up getting an internship going into my senior year and got a job offer to return. And to be honest, I wasn't sure that was the job I wanted to be doing, but I felt like I had to take it because I was so worried I wouldn't right. get another offer. And so that was kind of my experience getting out of college, just feeling very fortunate that I had a job that I would be learning new skills, meeting new people. I was doing consulting. So the idea of being able to travel every week was also really exciting to me, but yeah, I just felt so thankful that I happened to get an interview that went well, that turned into an internship offer that then turned into a full-time job offer. And that's right. not always the case for so many people, right? And you can't just rely on luck to land that first job for yourself. Right. Not everyone gets so lucky. You know, I felt like in my first job out of school experience, it was senior year. And I felt like all of my friends were business majors and they had these exclusive job fairs that I, as a psychology major, did not have access to. And it was around my senior year where I decided I didn't want to be a psychology. I didn't want to go into my master's. And so I felt like I was kind of screwed. I had spent four years in a research lab. I didn't have one internship to put on my resume. And I started outreaching cold calling companies, connecting with 
people on LinkedIn, just trying to get coffee chats and understand. I started in November and it took me all the way until May pounding the pavement to finally get one hit. And I remember just feeling so anxious. And I also didn't feel like I knew any other way besides that. So I am just so excited that there's now more structure and education and awareness and opportunities. And to the point that we're going to dive into kind of like these open doors for the incoming workforce. Yeah, that's a great point. I was also a psychology major. I think a lot of psychology majors end up in marketing because we yes, right. you know, <laughs> want to have a deep knowledge of how people think and feel and, and really infuse that into our brands and our products and businesses. But, you know, back then everything was offline. I went to career fairs. I dropped off my resume, tried to charm people within that gymnasium and hope that someone would see past a psychology and history major and see that there were real skills from working in psychology labs and analyzing data that way and things like right. that. How you spin it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, I mean, we've been in this virtual world, right? For right. a year and a half and schools were really completely virtual last year for fall recruiting. This year, starting to return to a hybrid model, but still a lot of virtual recruiting, especially from the employer side. And We've seen from student sentiment that this virtual world really has opened up opportunities for them, not only because a lot of jobs now are more flexible with location. So if you're in a smaller geographic location, you might actually have opportunities you didn't have before, uh, but employers no longer have to make those really tough decisions of we have a budget to travel to seven schools through Handshake, they can really post their jobs and host virtual career fairs and allow so many more students the opportunities to learn more about their company, connect one-on-one. -on -one. And yeah, if only, you know, I'd be a, I've been a college, although I don't know if I'd want to be a college student during the pandemic, right. but a college student with all this technology, the world would be your oyster. And so you've actually spent quite a bit of time in the job platform connection space. I know that prior to Handshake, you spent over two years working at LinkedIn. And so for those who might not be as familiar with Handshake, can you explain a little bit about the difference between the two companies? Yeah, so Handshake is really the early talent platform. It's for people who don't have the work experience. You know, a lot of times if you're going LinkedIn or even other job sites, there will be postings and it'll say entry level, right? Or assistant or associate. And those are words that you would think, okay, I don't need three to five years experience, but you dig deeper and you actually do need that three to five years experience. Right, and so, it's so yes. <laughs> and, you know, for Handshake, we partner with, I think it's over 1200 schools and, and universities across the country. And when employers are recruiting at those schools, whether they post jobs everywhere to, to schools specifically, students have that confidence that they know that every job that's posted on Handshake is for a college student, right? They don't have to do that extra digging. There is the assumption that they don't have work experience. And we do a really good job and we're constantly, you know, updating our algorithms and feeding more data in, but to connect students and employers to one another. Before it was really connect students to the right jobs. Now we're also working on connecting students 
to the right employer so they can have those one-on-one -on -one conversations. And so I think it just really streamlines the process, helps give students that confidence. And for at least the schools where we partner, it's also an opportunity for the student to seamlessly have that coaching with their career center as well. And I know that Handshake is, of course, B2C, but also B2B. How is your team structured and how does the company kind of work together, especially for product marketing? Yeah, it's a great question. So we are actually a three-sided marketplace. We have the student side of the business, which is where I am, and that's the B2C side. Uh, we build products and market directly to the students. We have what we call the education side of the house, and that's the partnerships with the career centers. And that's really how Handshake got its start by really being that partner of record to these colleges, universities. And then we have the employer side of the house, and that's on another whole part of the product, another whole product marketing team, all dedicated to, of course, supporting sales, right? Sales enablement, helping to close deals, but also running go-to-markets of their own and helping to promote the features that we're building. And as we're building more and more of these one-to-one -one connection and relationship features, it's more and more of a true marketplace because everything we build in service of students also has an employer component and vice right. versa. So we have to work really closely together. My team is very new. I joined a year and a half ago. We have one other product marketer. The employer product marketing team is bigger, but most of them have joined within the last five to six months. So we're still in that stage where we're learning hyper how to growth. work together. <laughs> yeah, hyper growth, learning how to work together. And then for myself, also evangelizing what is product marketing and how can people expect to work with a product marketer? You know, what do we do? How can we help the business? And so what does product marketing look like at Handshake right now? Yeah. So I always think of product marketing in three buckets and really in two overarching buckets, which is the inbound and the outbound. And so on the inbound side, you have the research and the insights really getting an understanding of who your consumers are, what are their pain points, what are their needs, couching it in the competitive landscape, third-party market research to really just paint a picture of who are you talking to or who is your target audience and what's important to them. And then from that, you have the positioning and messaging part of product marketing. So delivering really crisp and clear messaging frameworks for your marketing teams to then execute on with a go-to-market strategy that you build out from that research and from the positioning and messaging. And then the last piece, which I think is always the piece, at least for me, has varied from company to company and really depends on what stage you're at, is that partnership with product. How can you as a product marketer be that true partner, really help influence the roadmap through those insights and make sure that what we're saying in market sings with what we're saying and promising in product, right? I think as marketers, we always want to make a huge splash, right? You really want to be able, like you need to understand what it is that you're building and how you can make your consumers like the most successful with your product. So let's talk about that understanding because I know that you are super proud of the launch of Open Door because you really took yourself out of the or took the company out of the functional benefit and landed that higher emotional element. And I think a lot of that 
comes down to the insights that product marketing can provide on who the customer is and what their emotional journey is. So what was going through your mind and the planning process and research process kind of at the early stages of product development here? Yep. And just to set a little bit of background, last year when COVID hit, the company really pivoted to what are we going to do to meet the needs of our students, our career center partners, and our employers in this virtual world. And so the team and is amazing, right? In six short months, wasn't on the roadmap before, built out the capabilities to host virtual career fairs on the platform. Schools wow. set the virtual career fair, employers come in. And what we saw is from the feedback from students and the attendance level that they loved the one-on-one -on -one opportunities. And that really sparked, how can we keep digging in to this idea of one-to-one -one connections providing like a meaningful relationship or conversation between a student and employer that allows a student to figure out what they want to do and really help them stand out and also an employer you know to get to know a candidate better and make that determination of will they be a great candidate within our talent pipeline and so we knew that this fall there'd be another iteration of one-to-one -one relationships outside of virtual career fairs. So it doesn't have to just be a point in time, a fall recruiting and spring recruiting, but how can we start doing something that's like an always on opportunity for students to connect one-on-one -on -one with employers? It's been a long time since I was in college. And this is also why I think insights and building empathy. I personally have never been my own target market. And so talking to college students is really a no-brainer for me to understand what's going on in their lives and right. their, in their world today. And so it really started all the way back in February of this year, getting a baseline foundational understanding of what do students think about when they're connecting one-on-one -on -one with employers? What do they want to talk about? What are their pain points? And really new for this year, we were going to let students reach out first. We we're going to let them set up the one-on-ones outside of virtual career fair, as well as send a message to an employer. And if you, you know, bring yourself back to, to college, it sounds like you were banging down the doors. There are lots of college students that just, you would hypothesize are not comfortable with that, right? right? And so a lot of the conversations that we had were just trying to uncover where might there be sticking points? What would get students excited and how can we make this experience less stressful and provide better outcomes for them? So for example of an insight that we found is students don't know who to reach out to. Of course. And yeah, yeah like the, how do they know, right? You're on LinkedIn. There's, they have a lot of, I've over, I'm going to guess over a hundred million people on the platform. <laughs> I'm actually not sure, but you know, there's so many people, where do you even start? And then what was really interesting is we found that students felt like if they didn't know an employee was open to a conversation, they would actually feel like it was a ding on them to reach mm. out. Some students said, you know, if I don't know if they want me to talk to them or not, I'd be worried that they think I can't handle this process on my own, or maybe they'll just ignore me and it's really demoralizing. So there was a lot of fear in just that initial, how do I even reach out? How do I know who to go to? And then once you get over that fear, then there's, what do I talk about? 
right? In different schools, there's different degrees of career counseling and career coaching, and it really ranges the gamut. And for a lot of these students, it's the first time they're ever going to have a 15-minute conversation with an employer in service of hopefully, you know, getting hired at some point. And so that just really showed us too, is it's really important to really help guide students and also provide them with that confidence. And then lastly, there were some students that they had never done this before and they actually weren't sure. A lot of the business majors we talked to, they have it down pat. You got to talk right. to 10 people from this bank. You can't apply unless you've talked to at least, you know, these seven candidates and they get connected with alumni from their business school. And it's amazing, actually, just the resources uh, some of these clubs have and everything. But a lot but of for, people don't. Yeah, majority. the average... Yeah, the major vast majority of students, they haven't been told that this is a way to stand out, that this is a way to maybe get you a leg up in the hiring process. And this is a way for you to even maybe figure out whether the company's right for you, right? I mean, there's only so much you can get from a job description. And so these were all just really interesting insights that help to ladder up to an overall creative brief and go-to-market strategy that led to open doors. And there must be so many different, you know, audience segments within kind of like that college student. I mean, there's probably those who don't even know what they want to do. And then you have the go-getters who know exactly what they want and which companies, and they're the ones banging on the doors, but there's probably a wide span of customer segments. How did you try to map these emotional journeys? Yeah, that's a really good question. We are a very small and scrappy team. So we have not done a real, what I would call like a real true customer or like consumer segmentation yet. But we do know that there are certain segments of our population that tend to have what I would say like better outcomes or like more relationships, more job applications on the platform. What we try to do is always be as personalized as possible and try to let students know why they're receiving a certain recommendation to connect with somebody. So right now, the vision for next year is to really understand who should our priority segments be and actually have unique messaging for them. But right mm -hmm. now we have an overarching messaging framework and we're kind of like trying out different things and seeing how it lands with different audiences. So it's a little bit more downstream, but that is the vision, you know, 2022, get more people on board, get them to look oh, into yeah. this and really start segmenting our audience. Because even in the beginning, I introduced Handshake as an early talent network. So it really isn't necessarily just for college students. It's people right. going back to school in a boot camp, people who are restarting their careers. And you can imagine that looks a lot different, right? Than a traditional four-year undergrad, than a community college student, psychology major versus computer science major. So there's a lot more we have to learn, but right now we're kind of sticking to these like universal truths yeah. uh, that are overarching across and, the student population. And, you know, you mentioned your small, scrappy, but mighty team. How did this campaign start to come together with the resources that you had? Yeah, so essentially what I did for the team is put together a go-to-market deck with who our audiences, what their pain points are, outlining the, the key insights we got from the research uh, and the key pain points 
and what we're trying to achieve with the back to school launch and a bit of a deep dive into what we were launching and how it would work. And then really leading a brainstorm, you know, coming up with some fun questions. It's kind of a hybrid product marketing, brand marketing sort of role, but how do we get the creative juices flowing across myself, a life cycle manager, email manager, social manager, content and design, right? So it's like six people in a room, just sort of spitballing and ideating. And we ended up coming up with a lot of different ideas. And then what I did was bucket them and we had three themes. And then we essentially decided Open Doors was the most compelling for our audience and that we could do a lot creatively with it in our channels, which are mainly email and social. And it kind of lent itself to talking about handshake and connecting one-on-one in a more emotional level. Like open doors can mean so many things. Totally. And that's what we really gravitated towards because not everyone is going to land that job from one conversation, right? But that one conversation can lead you down a different career path or can make you consider reaching out to someone else or that person can give you an intro. And so this also gave us flexibility to tell different stories in different ways and like inspire students who might see like, oh, this person got hired, but I'm not, you know, and feeling deflated and like seeing that just that one-to-one connection can really open up these opportunities and just give it a shot. And here are all the tools and here's how Handshake will support you through this process. I love the messaging of Open Door so much because when I was starting out, I did not know what I wanted to do. And the one thing that I would say over and over again is that I didn't want to close any doors. And I literally said this. I said, I want to like have a role or do a job or join a company where I'm not closing any doors so that I could keep these doors open in case I wanted to go into marketing or whatever it may have been. And so this completely resonates with what I was feeling back then. Tell me a little bit more about the Open Doors campaign. Yeah. So it was a five-week campaign. This was really centered around the fall recruiting time period. We launched in mid-September or early September, and then it just ended sometime in mid-October. If I were to do it again, maybe we would start earlier and actually find ways to extend the campaign longer as a learning for myself. But (laughs) we had, we essentially mapped out what someone's journey might be as they're gaining confidence or needing to gain confidence in education to make that first move. So I don't remember the exact content now off the top of my head, but you know, the first email is like, why is it important to open these doors for yourself? And here's how to be prepared and mm. like how it, for it to not be as scary. And now it's like, okay, maybe you've learned a little bit more about it. Here are ways that you can introduce yourself to somebody on the platform, right? Yeah. And like giving tips and tricks that way. Everything was accompanied by a blog post. And something new we did this year was we actually interviewed students. We interviewed students who had done a virtual career fair the prior fall and asked them about what that experience was like, what that one-on-one was like, how it opened doors for them. And what was really interesting, we just analyzed all the the campaign data. So this is great timing for our conversation. Not every student has a one-on-one opportunity at any given time. As you can imagine, not every school is having career fair every single week. But for those students who didn't have a virtual career fair, I think 20% of our clicks in the email went to that video. Like students really wanted to hear from other students 
I mean, so that was a great learning for us. We're going to continue doing that. But we saw just really great traction in this five-week period of, let's say, almost like eight to 11-week back-to-school campaign. It, we drove over 25% of the one-on-ones we saw on the platform. So wow. it was definitely very successful. And we keep getting through other emails we're sending a lot of signal that priming students with education and that confidence leads to the next week them taking an action. Like it's kind of crazy. Like we can actually link back these students clicked on the blog post this week, but you know, they didn't necessarily set up a one-on-one next week when they, we send them something, they're setting up the one-on-one. So that that's been a really cool learning and just is a great reminder that the education content, inspiring students, giving them that confidence is something we have to continue leaning into. I will also say we experimented with the creative more this time around. So going more into the emotional benefit, our look and feel was also very ethereal and almost Mm. like abstract. And we had an intern this summer. So it's great when you have a Gen Z person who just graduated from college, actually on your team too. And she thought it was really cool. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) So I'm glad I didn't go with my initial thoughts on it. And then we went in a new direction and it, you know, ended up paying off and I think we're going to continue experimenting with how do we keep things fresh and and fun and eye-catching for students who are probably inundated, right? With with emails all day long. With emails. Absolutely. And I also think that a lot of product marketers today that I have seen just from the inbounds I received from this, this podcast is questions around user-generated content. And I know that that was such a successful piece of this. How did you put that together in a scrappy way with not many resources? Was it just like an email to some of the top stories that you had known? I I think it would be helpful, you know, tips or learnings from that experience. Yeah. So we have someone on our team. She's a content writer, kind of jack of all trades sort of person. And she's been in this past year, just collecting student stories for us and keeping track of the conversations that she's been having. She writes blog posts around them. And so we had a bit of a repository, but what we also did was sent out a survey using our you know, product data to students who we knew had a virtual career fair one-on-one or like a message back and forth that we also consider a connection between a student and employer and started from there and had a questionnaire that helped us whittle down to the students that we wanted to interview. And I think we ended up talking to maybe about 12 to 15 students. We partnered with a small video production company to help edit down the video. We did the scripts ourselves. So one like that also helps cut down costs right. and, and make things more efficient. It's like, we know the story. So let's cut down the story and tell it the way we want to. Then we don't have video production capabilities in house. So we went outside, they created that for us. And then we also asked students as part of getting a gift card uh, for, for doing this for us. Gotta to, have incentive. <laughs> yeah, gotta have incentives to film themselves on their phone, you know, talking about how Handshake has opened a door for them. Another scrappy thing we did is on Amazon, you can get ring lights for like $15. You know, college students aren't exactly set up for right. like video, quality video production. And so we sent them those. And we also just knew that this wasn't going to be some highly produced commercial, but it didn't have have to be. be. Yeah. Right. But it didn't didn't have to be right. Like we wanted it to be as authentic as possible. 
some of the UGC, we didn't, the actual like student videos where they were filming themselves, we didn't end up using a whole lot of those. And I think a learning from that was how do you give someone a prompt that's more fun, uh, that makes them sound more natural. And so like we're continuing to iterate on that. We've just actually hired someone completely dedicated to social media. So I think we're going to see a lot of cool new things coming out of our student team moving forward. And so along with that, you also mentioned, you know, if you were to do this campaign again, you would have elongated it and, and made it a couple of weeks longer. What are some of the other kind of like key learnings that you've taken away from this experience? Yeah, I think we had done the initial positioning and messaging, but didn't go that deep on the different types of one-on-one connections that you could do on Handshake. And so potentially doing that ahead of the launch and being able to test some of that messaging through the campaign, since we didn't have the time and it actually was performing quite well, we could have gotten some learnings ahead of our spring back to school, which will launch in mid-January. So that's definitely one of the learnings. I also think you just have to stay flexible. We are a three-sided marketplace. Each team relies on another team to build out features and products. Delays get launched. Things don't necessarily always look like the way you thought that they would at the beginning of the season. And so we were ready for that. But I think just always keep in mind that you have to be flexible. And I think a campaign like Open Doors lent itself to no matter what was launching, as long as there was a one-to-one modality in it, like it still worked. And we ended up having to tweak a few things in our content because one of the things we had thought would launch didn't an easy fix. It wasn't like we had to scrap the entire campaign. Right. And is this one-to-one modality a behavioral switch or shift? And how does product marketing support that shift? Yeah, I would say not as much for virtual career fairs because it has for to that, be one-to-one. Yeah, for that, it's you're kind of taking an offline behavior that everyone knows and bringing it online. And so- We're essentially taking all the employers that would have come to your school, actually even more of them because they don't have to come to your school and you sign up, you can go to group sessions and we've actually made it even better because now you're not waiting in line of 30 people all waiting to talk to the same employer. You don't know who you're going to talk to. We give you that information. You're going to have a one-on-one with so-and-so. This is their role at this company and it's at this time and you have 15 minutes and it's all dedicated to you. But I think some of the things like we just launched virtual info chats and that's an employer opens up a schedule just for, you know, informal 15-minute chats outside of virtual career fair. Uh, Your question before on learnings, we had assumptions of when students would reach out to set those up, what they'd want to be talking about. And it's actually quite different from reality. And so now a lot of what we're doing is how can we build the messaging, the education, things in product that get them to take the behaviors that are going to be most productive for them, but also what is needed on the employer side. As an example, it's not that productive to message someone and say, hey, did you get my application? Right. Right. Like that's not what we would consider like a productive relationship on Handshake. We want people to make meaningful connections. And so we need to do more coaching there. We need to have a really crisp point of view of what is this one-on-one outside of a virtual career fair for and how do we set students up for success with it. And so in looking towards the future of Handshake, is it 
continuing to push this uh, more emotional element to it and building more of a relationship platform and not just this, you know, apply, send out the spray and pray approach where you just apply to a hundred places and you hope that one replies back. Yeah, I think students probably will still be doing that till the end of time. Adults do that as well. (laughs) And adults too, as a numbers game. But yes, that's the idea because even, you know, I'm not on on the employer team, but everything I know from the employer side and the recruitment is companies don't want 20,000 applications. They want a hundred really high quality applications, right? Just like it's a lot of work for a student to sift through and figure out in a sea of thousands of jobs, which ones they should apply to. It's a lot of work on a recruiter side to sift through thousands and thousands of applications and figure out who the best candidate is. And we help enable that in Handshake through targeting and campaigns and all that for employers. But yeah, we really see the future as this one-to-one connections, really helping students stand out through these conversations and also really democratizing the opportunity and not having it be so much of like where you go to school or even what your major is, but like, what are your skills and what can you bring to this employer? And how do we highlight that in a meaningful way to both sides of the coin? Yeah. And what do you think kind of like in the industry as a whole is product marketing's role in helping us to get to that point? I would say, again, it's the deep insights. It's the competitive landscape. How do you differentiate from others who are potentially offering something similar? There's a lot of different ways you can connect with people. So how does Handshake really you know, put its stamp on why you do this behavior on our platform? and It's creating really compelling marketing campaigns to drive awareness of this. And I think we've seen a lot of this in some of our brand tracker surveys where a year ago, students really thought of us as just a job search platform. And we have made a lot of strides in actually being the number one place students go to to meet and connect with employers. So I think it's continuing to invest in that in the product sense, invest in that in the marketing sense. And marketing, you know, product marketing being a a true partner to product and helping to figure out how do we get there and how do we use the insights to help inform the decisions that we make. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love your take on this actually, because in talking about the product marketing role, it isn't like you can get a product marketing role out of college. I don't even think many people know what product marketing is right out of college. At least I certainly didn't. Do you think that's going to change? Like, I'm curious what you think about the product marketing role now and in the future. I do think so. I've heard some analogies with product management where like we are meeting product marketers are where like product managers were 10 years ago, where it was this new role. Like what is the purpose? Uh, It's what engineering you know, managers used to do. But I think all the communities that have sprouted out around product marketing, startups seeing product marketing as an integral early hire at their companies, I've been seeing that a lot more. It's like, hey, you're going to be our first marketing hire and it's a product marketing hire versus I think even a couple of years ago, it was we're going to have a growth marketer, right? As our first hire. I think a lot of companies are understanding the value of 
how do we get that product market fit, the right positioning and messaging and really build the right thing and know who our target audience is. It feels so basic saying it out loud, but yeah, I do think it's gonna shift. It's one of those roles where having some other marketing experience, I think is helpful because you do so much, you do research, you do positioning, you do go to market, you partner with product, you have to build relationships across the entire org. And so I certainly think you can be a product marketer right out of undergrad, but I can see why I like it. It can maybe take a, a few years for someone to land that role because A, it's not always that ubiquitous, but B, it, it's so many different skills in one. And so how do you gain those skills in maybe some of the more like functional like channel marketing or like research even, and then bring that into a product marketing role. That's what I actually suggest to people who ask me, you know, right out of college, how do I go into product marketing? Get that generalist role at a startup because chances are you're most of what you're doing is product marketing. Yeah. <laughs> because product yeah, exactly. marketing really is that Jack or Jane of all trades where you get to understand all the channels how they come together in order to build a campaign or go to market approach. So that would be, that's always my suggestion when people kind of out of college are interested in the product marketing space. I'm interested to hear what you think about the channels that you leverage for your campaign. Are there any channels that you're super interested in exploring or diving into more now and maybe that you haven't so far? Yeah, I, I would say definitely like TikTok. So we have a pretty strong Instagram presence, but we haven't nailed down our Instagram strategy and definitely not the TikTok strategy. And I just think that's where so many people are right now. And how do you create snackable, engaging content for college students and really help build that affinity with your brand? And so Handshake is the number one place that they think of for anything in their job search or like connecting with employers and really evangelizing for us. We also don't do any paid marketing right now. I think like a lot of companies when COVID hit, there was, you know, the fear, like the unknown, right? And it's fairly simple to just say, okay, let's just cut back on paid marketing, right? And our email channel is super strong, our university channel is super strong. So I'm very interested in exploring more paid digital. And yeah. how do we really amplify our organic efforts, uh, especially in social with paid content? Awesome. And what can we expect from Handshake in the next couple of years? Oh, wow. Next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me look at my crystal ball. Well, we're certainly expanding out of just college students. Like we don't want to be known as the platform for college students. We want to be known as the platform for early talent. And we want students, people early in their career to come to Handshake as a place to find opportunities to connect with potential employers, to obviously apply to jobs and get hired. And so like really expanding beyond just college students. We also want to move away from or like really move into skills as an area of focus and really using trying to draw out what skills does a college student, what are they actually building through their coursework, through their internships, right? Because I think that's a very hard story to tell for a student, especially if you hadn't had an internship. You're a freshman, you're sophomore, you're taking these psychology classes, but maybe you're a president of a club and all these other things. And how can we make it really easy to draw what the skills are? Or yeah. maybe 
we need to help you with that last mile of skills. Maybe you didn't take this like one course in college and you know that's really gonna enhance your resume that you can tell an employer, I can do X. And so that's really another area that we're looking into on the student side. I think you're gonna see a lot of growth uh, and a lot of excitement and hopefully a lot of really great outcomes for the 18 million, at least right now, students that we have on our platform, I'm sure even more. As, as That's we move forward. awesome. Well, I'm super, super excited to just continue to follow Handshake and all the amazing things that you guys are doing. I know that the team has been growing and will continue to grow. So if anyone is interested in connecting or reaching out about potential job opportunities for the product marketing team, how can they connect? Yeah, go to our website. There's uh, a tab where it talks about the careers that we have and the job openings that we have, and that is always kept up to date. So if anyone's interested in a job, head on over there and see what's available in marketing or in product marketing, as I imagine that's who is mostly listening to this podcast. Awesome. Awesome, Katie. It was so great to have you on the show. And everyone, thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next week for next week's episode of Behind the Scenes Consumer Product Marketing. Thank you.